That was the opening music to Dracula, released in 1931, and it's the same opening music for both the English version and the Spanish version, which Bob and I had the pleasure of seeing in the theater this week. Uh, the the uh, Fathom Events, in conjunction with uh, Turner Classic Movies, uh, released both of those films as a double feature. And uh, I went to see it with my friend Douglas here in Bellevue, and you saw it where did, in Burbank, were you? I, I saw it in Burbank, yeah, the big 16-screen cinema. There was an okay crowd. It was, I'd have to say it wasn't huge, but uh, I sure enjoyed the movie. Yeah, we only had five people in our first uh, showing, which was the English version with Bella Lugosi. And then it was just Douglas and I in the second one, and uh, it was like, our own giant man cave. It was great. We had we had fun. We were doing a little bit of Mystery Science Theater 3000 in the in the movie. We were making fun of it a little bit. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> did you like the, Did you like uh, what I said that uh, Van Helsing in the Spanish version looked like uh, Eugene Levy? Oh yes, he did. He totally did. And and I I recognized him when I saw him. I thought, gosh, he looks really familiar. But yeah, when you said Eugene Levy, he's like, yeah, he could be Eugene Levy's uh, grandfather or something. I'm sorry I wasn't at your theater because I could have joined right in with the comments. We would have had a blast, yeah. With just three of us, they can't throw us out. No, they're not going to care. On the uh, Burbank screen, and you probably had it there too, they had a lot of previews of upcoming Fathom events. And in about a month, they're going to be showing... uh, Roman Holiday with Gregory Peck and Audrey Hepburn. And Oklahoma is coming up, too. Oh, I missed it. Oh, I didn't see that one. They had a lot of opera and ballet. and Two movies that we've reviewed are going to be coming to the big screen. I'm not sure that I'll go see either of those on the big screen, but it's cool that you can do that. Uh, we should probably introduce ourselves. Um, you're listening to Classic Movie Reviews, and you can find us on the Internet at www.classicmoviereviews.net. Or you can search in uh, Facebook or iTunes uh, for Classic Movie Reviews, and you'll find us on there. And I'm recording from, well, I'm Matt Johnson, first of all, and I'm recording from the Seattle area today. And I'm Bob Johnson here in Los Angeles, where we've had kind of the first uh, days of fall. Same here. We have a big storm blowing in, and the rain is coming down sideways. You remember what that's like, right? Oh, do I ever? Yes, I still have this gigantic raincoat. I probably <laughs> won't need it here very often. One of the things I really, really enjoyed about the uh, movies is seeing how two different takes of the same thing are done back-to-back using the same sets. I really enjoyed that. That was probably the best part for me was to see the differences. And uh, as they talked about at that in the introduction to the double feature, uh, they filmed literally back to back so during the day they would film the english version and then at night they would bring in a completely different cast and director 
and crew, I imagine they probably had a separate crew, and filmed the same scenes on the same sets, but in Spanish. And uh, I'd like to talk about some of the differences between the two. And I disagree with your rating that you sent me, so we can talk about that as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just some background on the uh, on the two movies. They were both done at the same time by Universal Studios. And Universal did so many horror movies in the 1930s and 1940s, almost too many to mention. The two directors were Todd Browning for the English version and George Melford on the Spanish side. And Melford didn't speak any Spanish, so they had to have an interpreter there so he could work with the actors. The, I was surprised at how small the budgets were for both movies. They were under $100,000 each. But, but And I don't have any information on the... Uh, box office but i think it was probably huge so that's kind of the our usual background information and i put in my notes to you that bella lugosi is dracula that i do agree with you on that 100 percent. and and the gentleman that played van helsing in the english version um uh, edward van sloan yes he's 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 he is van helsing to me <laughs> yes, I'm, Eugene I'm Levy agree. wasn't quite as uh, convincing, uh, and his <laughs> real name was uh, Eduardo Arosamena. Arosamena. Um, Eduardo Arosamena. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, one one kind of an aside before we go through the things that are different and similar. The poster for the Spanish version of Dracula, I found it on the internet. Is is beautiful and and uh, so different from the one for the English version. Is that the one where Dracula is like hovering over Ava and is about to bite her on the neck, kind of thing? No, this well, this one for the Spanish version is he's he's got his hands up and he's on the other side of the spider web, and it's in kind of a green gray tone. Oh. It's really Art Deco. It's uh, it, excellent. That's cool. I have to. You'll have to send me a link to that. It's on uh, Wikipedia. Okay, I'll check it out. Uh, just look for Spanish uh, Dracula 1931 Spanish version, and it'll pop up on Wikipedia. I, I, I uh, on the DVD. I actually have both of these movies on a special edition DVD, uh, but I'd never seen the Spanish version uh, for some reason. I just never got around to watching it. So watching it on the big screen for the first time was was a really cool experience. But on the DVD, Lupita Tover, who plays Ava, uh, talks about what it was like making this film. And she says that... Universal Studios started first with dubbing, and then they decided to make the Spanish version at the same time that they made the, the English. So the cast for the English version would come in the morning at started shooting at 8 o'clock, and the Spanish cast will come in the evening. We shot all night long till next morning because we use exactly the same, the same sets. As a matter of fact, we had the same marks. The English cast cut, we step in the, same, in the same place. I remember when I saw the English version later, the wardrobe was different. Uh, the dresses that uh, Helen Chandler wore were all covered up. What they gave me were big decolletes, you know, and uh, what you would call sexy. I wasn't even aware of it. We 
Latins have a, a different way of expressing ourselves, you know, we're very emotional. And uh, I think the American people were kind of subdued. I mean, that, that's the way I can, I can see it. My role of Eva, it was wonderful. I was very lively because that's the way I was. And nobody said, now look, tone it down or anything. They let me express myself, you know. I was always early, always an hour early because I wanted to be ready. And many a time I walk in there and I was all alone. And it was really scary to see the, the set and everything, you know. If anybody will touch me, I think I would scream because I was frightened. I really felt a scare of Dracula, you know. It was it was very very funny. And I can only imagine because some of those sets were so cool and they they were big, you know, like the the Dracula's castle set or the uh, uh, the set at the end where they're they're kind of being they're kind of chasing Dracula through the uh, what was that called uh, the manor the abbey the abbey yeah <clears throat> the, the abbey, abbey. Yes. yep. That was certainly not Downton Abbey. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, those the, the it was amazing to see the uh, two films and the giant entry to the castle and that huge spider web. Yeah, that spider web was awesome. The the spider was a little cheesy, but the, they could have done without showing the spider, I think, but the the spider web was was really cool. I like the trickery where Dracula could get through the spider web without having to go through it. Yeah, and and uh, uh, Renfield was distracted by looking at the spider, so I think Renfield like looks over at the spider, looks back, and Dracula's on the other side of the spider webs, and he gets this look on his face like, "Holy crap! How the heck did he do that?" <laughs> I have to ask you: if you were Renfield, would there be any way on this earth that you would go to that place? No way, but uh, I think once I got to the Borgo Pass, I think I'd just stay on the other uh, coach and not get on that coach that Dracula's driving. <laughs> no kidding, I, I agree. Well, the other thing is that I, I guess the studios in the 1930s really did a lot of these movies the same way. They film one during the day and one at night. There were a lot of them. I haven't looked up the number or which ones they were. So, so one of the things that they said... Uh, what was the name of the gentleman that did the introduction? He was um, Ben Mankiewicz. Ben Mankiewicz, yeah, he's kind of a regular on TM uh, Turner Classic Movies. Um, if but, you look up some of his background, a lot of his relatives were big in the industry, writing and I think directing. Yeah, definitely. I, he's got a name that's very familiar. Uh, but he was saying that that the Spanish director uh, George Melford would watch the dailies from the work that um, Todd Browning was doing. But Douglas and I were talking that that's probably not true because they couldn't turn those dailies around that fast back then because they would have to develop the film and they would have to project it and get it all set up. But probably what happened was that uh, uh, George Melford would maybe watch some of the, the filming earlier in the day and then pick up things that he might want to do differently in his version. It's not like today when you can like film it and then 10 minutes later be watching it on an iPad, you know. <laughs> so. Right, right. And I think in the introduction, uh, Mr. Mankiewicz also said that, or maybe I read about it, that sometimes the entire cast could see parts of the filming during the day. 
So I think there's different stories for this. And then I, in my notes to you, I said, well, what would keep the English version crew from watching the Spanish version crew at night? They yeah. could do the same thing. Exactly. And exactly. get kind of hints on what they were doing. So I don't know. It makes an interesting story, but I don't know where, where the I, truth lies. I, in yeah, I think that I don't think that there's a lot of truth to like George Melford, like looking at what Todd Browning did and said, "Well, I'm going to do that differently." I think that they just both had a different take on how they wanted to do the movie, and they both made their own movie. You know, it's just like two. It's really like watching two different movies that that are similar in a lot of ways, but then really different in a lot of ways i thought too i i i think uh, along the lines of the differences in the spanish version it was a little bit more uh explicit in terms of the uh, sexual innuendo than in the english version the gown she was wearing and that kind of thing for sure for sure uh even at the beginning the uh in the coach ride there was an attractive woman that kept falling into the arms of Renfield, and that didn't happen. Well, no, because that woman was back forward of the of the cabin, uh, so she was closer to the driver, and it, it's the same setup, but she was falling over into a, a different passenger, so uh, George Melford like, brought her forward and then had her falling into Renfield, so just little decisions like that were what I noticed as I watched it. The thing that was striking to me is when they show the people in the town where the coach, the stagecoach is coming to, and they're inside, and one guy's stoking the fire or doing something, and there's a baby in the crib, and the woman is there. That was identical in both films. In fact, it almost looked to me like it was the same people. I know, I know they were different, but that was exactly the same that happened a few times where i thought that's exactly the same film footage you know it was like it was like identical uh, and i'm not sure if they did use some of the same exact footage but man it sure looked exactly the same the other thing i read was that and, and i didn't think to do this in the theater when i was watching it but some people contend that in the spanish version there's one or two scenes where Bella Lugosi is actually in it. I saw, I saw him. Yes, I could tell you. You did? Yes, and I pointed it out to Douglas, and he he wasn't sure, but it's uh, when he walks down the street, and there's the the Bobby, the the London police officer, and the London police officer says, "Oh, the fog's rolling in," and he says something like, oh. or he just kind of grumbles, and yeah. then he then he's looking up uh, at the window where Mina's at or Ava. I, I think that is Bella Lugosi in that scene. Boy, it sure oh. looked like him. Wow, I miss I missed that. I, I meant to look for that, and then I got so engrossed in the film, I I just forgot about it. Well, that, another thing that was different was like when they they added some scenes to make it more understandable to me in the Spanish version about what was going on. Um, it, it, like for instance. The biggest one to me, like one of my favorite scenes, is when when Van Helsing discovers that Count the Count is actually a vampire, and he he's looking in the mirror. In the in the English version, John Harker is standing exactly right next to Van Helsing, and and John Harker should have seen the same thing that Van Helsing saw. But uh, I I found the John Harker character in the English version to be kind of a clown, kind of a buffoon in a lot of ways. 
Uh, but in the Spanish version, the way that they set that scene up, it was really clear that only Van Helsing would have seen would have seen him would have seen it. And then yeah. when he confronts the count and says, "I, you can help me with this. Take a look," and he opens up that little uh, box with the mirror. Dracula like hits it with his cane, and it just goes flying across the room. And I thought that was so much more effective. It was much more dramatic. I, I agree with those. There were, a little bit earlier in the film, when Renfield first arrives at the castle and and Dracula offers him dinner or food, I thought that was a, a much better introduction to the whole thing. They, they, there was a little more discussion, yeah, and I got a better sense of what was going on. But again, just as it was in Nos, uh, Nosferatu, Nosferatu, I, yeah. Nosferatu, I was wondering who fixed all this food. <laughs> <laughs> I said that to Douglas, and he laughed. <laughs> you know, I'm sure he didn't have a microwave in 1920 or whenever that was to take place. Uh, well, so another scene. This one was actually like very frightening and chilling to me, and I, I think this scene is going to just haunt me for a long time. But in the Spanish version, when they're on the ship and they're coming back from Transylvania... And Dracula is, is coming out of his coffin, and he goes up to the, the deck. They actually show a lot more of, like, the, the what's happening on the ship. And then there's that scene where Renfield is on the other side of the porthole. And it yes. looks like flames and like the light yes. is streaming through, and he's like laughing maniacally. That sent shivers up my spine. That was that's really, much, really well done. That's a much better uh, take on it. Again, if I had a ship, I would not let that guy on. <laughs> now the other, the thing that kind of uh, is sort of taking place at the same time in both films. Whatever happened to Dracula's three wives once they got to England? I mean, they show them early, but then they just kind of disappear. Did I miss something there, or you know, later in the film, they're 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 not around? Yeah, they don't they don't ever say what happened. Yeah, they just sort of are guests, like hanging out in the castle. <laughs> I don't know. Either that, or maybe he was tired of all three of them and got rid of them so that he could have a new uh, girlfriend in Eva. Ava or or Mina, which whichever Mina. version you look at, yeah. You know there was that. You know there there was that um, remake, the Bram Stoker's Dracula that was that was redone with uh, Gary Oldman. Oh yeah, and Keanu yeah. Reeves was in that, and they really built up that relationship between Dracula and Mina in that movie. It was almost like Mina was the reincarnation of his long dead wife. Yeah, it was much, much more in-depth. I remember and, that. And in Nosferatu as well, they, they had that psychic link between uh, Nosferatu and Mina. And they, they didn't really play that up in either of these movies very much. It was sort of like Dracula had this this mesmeric power over women. And 
but it wasn't as strongly connected to just Mina as it was in Nosferatu or in that remake with Gary Oldman. There was much more of a uh, sexual tone to the to the uh, Gary Oldman uh, movie. I remember that part. Uh, back to this film, I thought the Renfield in the Spanish version was more believable than the Renfield in the English version. I thought the English version Renfield was uh, guilty of overacting. I I agree. When I before I saw the Spanish version, I really liked that that version of Renfield and the English version. But then watching the Spanish version. He's a much more nuanced performance. He gives a much more nuanced performance. And he's much more believable at the beginning as being somebody who's like freaked out by Dracula, right? When he's going to the castle and stuff. Pablo Alvarez Rubio. Yeah, he was brilliant in this movie. Just brilliant. He's my favorite part of the Spanish version. Mine too. Pablo Alvarez Rubio was terrific. He really, we thought he was going to go crazy because he... uh, rehearsed by himself and he came and he was absolutely marvelous never you had to make a second take with him he was terrific my although i i, I did enjoy a little bit of the more in-depth uh, script throughout uh, the spanish version i couldn't tell that there was much difference in how the sets were used in in both versions it seemed like they were both pretty much the same yeah, Lupita Tover had said that they even had the same marks on the on the the stages. So they really were filming very much not only on the same sets, but they had the same marks. And I don't think that's I don't think that actually played out exactly the same because, like I said in er, that earlier scene where they can they find out that the count is Dracula, the way people are arranged in that scene is different in the two movies. So. Maybe they started out with the same marks and then they kind of moved people around to to make it, you know, the way the director wanted it. But I, w- I would have to say, though, that it, it, they parallel each other quite well. Um, another thing I learned is that the Dracula play had been on Broadway for quite some time and Bella Lagosa was the lead in that. And I think Ben Mankiewicz in his introduction said that Bella Lugosi was not Lugosi wasn't the first choice for this role. They were going to have Lon Chaney do it, and Lon Chaney died before the filming began. Yeah, I either saw that in the introduction or, or do you remember? Yeah, that, that was in the introduction. I didn't realize yeah. that. I always thought Bella Lugosi was was the the one, but he was the second choice. But that's amazing to me because. He was born to play that part. And he'd been playing it on Broadway uh, for years. Like, he'd been dra- doing the Dracula in the play for a long time. I think it I think it had started on Broadway in 1927, so he certainly knew the lines. Carlos Villares, who played the Count in the Spanish version, had his, had his moments where he was very believable and scary, but he just... He just couldn't approach Bella Lugosi's take on the character. I mean, maybe because he'd been playing it on Broadway for so long that he just had it down. But he's so much more menacing than the Carlos Villares version of the Oh, much, much more so. And the makeup and the costume was just slightly different. It looked a little more imposing on Bella than it did on, on, uh, is it Carlos? Carlos, yeah. Carlos, yes. Now, the other thing I learned, and again, this may have been in the introduction or I read about it, uh, Bella Lugosi liked that outfit so much that he would go around to parties in Hollywood 
dressed as Dracula. So imagine you're going to have a Halloween party in 1938 in Hollywood, and he's invited and he shows up in that outfit. That would be really freaky. Well, the way I heard that was that he was sort of cursed by playing this part and that he he was forever known as Dracula from then on. And that... So I don't know if it's that he liked wearing it so much as that he was just sort of like expected to wear it or something, you know? <laughs> Do you, did you ever see the movie Ed Wood about the uh, director that made those real quickie movies? And he used Bella Lugosi. This was back in the 50s, I think, late 40s, early 50s. And I guess Lugosi had some serious uh, dependency problems that grew over the years. And that Ed Wood movie, which I think Johnny Depp. Yeah, Johnny was Depp Ed plays Wood. Ed Wood, yeah. Uh, I think some of that was mentioned in that film. So uh, the other thing is that at times both movies felt like a stage play being filmed. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But I did notice that in the Spanish version, there was much more camera movement. It felt more dynamic to me. Like uh, when Renfield first gets to the castle in the English version, Dracula comes down the stairs and Renfield's at the bottom, but the camera never moves. In the Spanish version, the camera moves up the stairs toward Dracula and, yeah. uh, and like kind of like comes right into Dracula's face. And then there's another ver uh, scene later, um, I think at the theater, where the camera kind of goes through the hallway. So I, I found the Spanish one to be a little bit less like a stage play, but the, the, they both were very kind of uh, the, like set stages with, with very little camera movement. The other uh, thing at the end of the movie, when Van Helsing is, is bent on ending the life of Dracula, in the Spanish version, there's a little more discussion about why he stays behind. Uh, and he says, I want to fulfill my pledge to Renfield. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. What, but I don't remember what his pledge was. I think his pledge was that he would, he would kill Renfield and put him out of his misery so that he wouldn't go on to live oh, as a vampire. I think he was going to stake him in the heart at the end. Um, because at, at times, both, at times, Renfield had moments of being lucid, and I think he had asked uh, Van Helsing to please, you know, if it comes down to it, put me out of my misery. Did you? I like I like the ending to the Spanish version better because they they did more with the story there, like you say, with the, explaining the Renfield and, yes. and Van Helsing. And weren't those stairs something? Oh, those stairs were so cool! Holy smokes! I thought the I thought the way that Dracula killed Renfield, or I don't know if he, I don't know if Renfield was actually dead there at the end. Probably was, but I thought the way that he threw them threw him off the stairs in the Spanish version was was better than the way he rolled down the stairs in the English version. I do too. It was more dramatic. Go go away, clunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like. I gave the English version an eight out of ten rating, and the Spanish version a seven out of ten. And I stepped it down from, say, our favorites such as Stagecoach or uh, Grapes or Double Indemnity because of the staginess of the way it was used and some of the missing background context uh, that would have helped me as a, wa of, as a person watching the movie understand what was going on. And I thought some of the acting was uh, not that 
not that well done. So I, I gave it a, those ratings. How about your ratings? Well, I would reverse it. I would give the Spanish version an 8 and the English version a 7. But kind of for the same reasons, it's just that I felt that the Spanish version held together better as a story, and I thought that it explained more, uh, it had more memorable scenes to me in it, and especially the Renfield character in the Spanish version was so much stronger. Um, I kind of wish that they could take the, like, kind of blend the two movies together somehow, <laughs> you know? Would that be different? <laughs> In some scenes, you well, in, in all the scenes, you'd probably have Bella Lugosi. Yeah, like I, I would like to have Bella Lugosi and uh, the gentleman that played uh, Van Helsing, Edward Van Sloan, and then everybody else from the Spanish cast, and then maybe the director of the Spanish version, and, and then redo the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the way technology is today, they bring back people that have been long dead, and they're doing commercials. Yeah, so maybe there's a way so to, anything is possible. to do that. Uh, I gave the English version an 8, and I must admit I, I went higher on it than the Spanish version because of Bela Lugosi. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's awesome. He will awesome. forever be uh, Dracula. Dracula. So that was a fun uh, double feature, and a first for me. I had been to a double, well, not a first, but... A first in a long time. I can't even remember the last time I went to a movie and it was a double feature with an intermission. Yeah. They had a 10-minute intermission. Not only, That's when those other people left. Yeah, not only that, but it was a, a movie from, like, 80 years ago. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the amazing part. You know, the demographics in my group at the theater, half of us were my age and the other half were 20-somethings, either college students or whatever. It was really, there was nobody there between the ages of 40 and 60 that I could see. Yeah, we had two people that were there. We had one person that was probably in their 20s, and then three of us that were probably in our 40s, and then a woman that was probably in her 80s. <laughs> <laughs> she would have stayed, but she had to go. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So that's... So, uh, anyway, it was fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, so that wraps up our uh, month of horror for October. And next month in November, we're going to be watching movies that were either directed or starred Ida Lupino. And the first one is called The Hitchhiker. And she directed that one. I'm not sure. It's an excellent movie. It's uh, Frank Lovejoy, Edmund O'Brien, and the guy that played the uh, prosecuting attorney on Perry Mason. I just forgot his name. And she she doesn't star in that one, right? She just directed that one. She just directed it, yeah. It's it's a very good and, and tense movie. Ida Lupino is, in my mind, one of the really excellent actresses and directors who are underrated and sort of forgotten today. Uh, she even helped out on some of the movies that uh, we talked about doing as the director, but she was uncredited in that. Well, the one that we're going to do the week after, she's uncredited, but she did help direct that one. So, Yeah, you'll find, you'll, I don't know if you've seen many of her movies, but she was uh, really one of my favorites. But not nearly as popular, I guess, in popular culture as Betty Davis or Katherine Hepburn. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. I haven't seen any of the movies that we've picked, so it's going to be all new. You'll never want to go fishing in Mexico after you watch The Hitchhiker. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Does this have anything That's to do a... with The Hitcher? Remember that movie, The Hitcher? Uh, it's milder than that one. Yeah, R- uh, Rudger Howard. Yeah, Rudger Howard does not does not appear in this one. Thank God. But but it's got some of the same flavor because the guy that's the bad guy is quite evil, oh, very evil. Gonna look. I'm gonna enjoy that. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This is Matt Johnson coming to you from Seattle, and Bob Johnson from Los Angeles, wishing you a happy Halloween and great movie watching.